Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms, currently in Sweden, having a few weeks away from South Africa, and also by Stuart Weir in the UK. Well, today we take a look at the fallout from the FIFA scandal that's seen FIFA president Sepp Blatter deciding to step down. Where does this leave world football? And will it lead to a clean-up of football in African countries, where many fans have concerns about how things are being run? Also, we take a look at the FIFA Women's World Cup, which starts on Saturday, and we give our predictions for the final of Saturday's UEFA Champions League. So the world of football has been rocked by the announcement by FIFA president Sepp Blatter on Tuesday that he will be stepping down because of lack of support. Only four days earlier, he'd won a fifth term at the helm of FIFA. But two days before the elections, a corruption scandal exploded as a US-led investigation saw seven FIFA officials arrested. Blatter himself is now under investigation in the USA. Well, he'll remain in the post until December at the earliest, when new elections can be held. So, Stuart, how damaging is all this for football? I think ultimately Flatter has done the right thing. I think football has been greatly damaged by all the allegations. I mean, when seven of your top people are arrested and accused of corruption, you know, this doesn't look good for any organisation. The big question for a lot of people is what changed Sepp Blatter's mind? Because last week a lot of people said he should not stand for re-election and very stubbornly he, he said that he would. Then a few days later he's changed his mind. Has he personally had a change of heart? Has he got some information? Have the sponsors put pressure on him? Only he knows the answer to that. So where does this leave the game of football now, Stuart? Uh, is there optimism of a, a bright new future, a fresh start, so, or perhaps and almost certainly a very painful process of maybe others um, having to quit as well and uh, this investigation unearthing um, a lot of other shocks maybe? Um, I think we are, as the American prosecutor said, at an early stage and there's a lot more to come out. Certainly from, from a UK perspective, there have been a lot of stories, allegations, evidence in newspapers, particularly by the Sunday Times newspapers over the years. And a book has just been published a couple of months ago called The Ugly Game, The Qatari Plot to Buy the World Cup. And the allegations in that book and in the previous newspaper articles is that people within FIFA and people in Qatar have used money to buy influence, that the 24 members of the FIFA executive committee, the EXCO, who actually decide where the World Cup takes place, that those people have effectively sold their votes for money and for favour. Now, in some cases, it's money for themselves, and in some cases, it's money for their federation to develop football in their country. And I have to stress, of course, that these are allegations. And the FIFA goal project has been absolutely brilliant, and the way that FIFA has distributed its money to help Africa and other places. But the question is, has that been done simply for the good of the game, or has it been done 
with um, a little private conversation saying, uh, your federation will get a large sum of money provided you vote for me in the next presidential election or provided you vote for a particular country to host the next World Cup. Now, again, I have to keep stressing these are allegations, but there is shall we say, substantial circumstantial evidence that that kind of deal has been going on uh, and that lavish hospitality has been given uh, to people. Um, You know, Steve, during the 2010 World Cup, I had the amazing privilege of being a guest of FIFA. This is part of the situation that we need to understand that those who hold positions in FIFA are allowed to bring guests to the World Cup, and I went as a guest of one of the one of the vice presidents, and I stayed in a hotel which was costing six hundred dollars a night. FIFA were paying for that, and I went to games as a VIP guest. Now, a FIFA car would pick me up at the hotel. Uh, there would be drinks, food before the game, at halftime, after the game. And it was really a great fun to do this. And this is a privilege that goes to everyone who is in FIFA holding a position of influence. And it's something which I can certainly think that people who have that don't want to give it up easily. So there must be a certain pressure on the person to do what is necessary to keep their position. And I suppose the temptation of corruption, uh, of um, supporting whatever issues are the politically popular ones, uh, must be there. Now, I'm not making any accusation against anyone. I'm saying rather that I can understand having experienced the temptation that there must be to have that and to want to keep it. Well, thanks for that insight into the lavish lifestyle of the top people at FIFA. Now, Solomon, this issue of the FIFA crisis led to our biggest ever debate on our Facebook page. One of the comments there comes from Sar Paul Kebby, who says, we need to start with our own African football. And indeed, from fans that I've spoken to here in Zimbabwe, many have the same sentiments. They say, let's get our own football investigated and let's have leaders resigning if they're not working for the good of the game. I I feel, Steve, that football fans across Africa, they have the right to, to really question how football is being run, especially when it's being run by state resources or even in the national teams where, like we saw with Ghana uh, last time around during the World Cup. Uh, they know the money has been made available, uh, but then how is the money being used? You know, and, and we have to question that. Nigeria has faced that quite a lot, where players would go out and they refuse to play. We've seen players saying, I would never play for my nation again. I'll never play for Nigeria. or I'll never pay, play for Ghana again because of the way I was treated. Maybe I got in but the FA never really took care of me. And because I feel if we really put the money where it should be, then we're going to be able to really see great results. Instead of seeing football administration as a business, why don't we see it as a service to the nation, to the community? So there is uh, definitely a need for that. Thanks a lot, Solomon. This is Planet Sport Football Africa. And as I mentioned, we have a big debate on this on our Facebook page. Lamin Yusufa Kali in the Gambia says, I think Sepp Blatter made the right decision at the right moment to step down. Lamin M. Fatty also says it came just at the right time amid the allegations of corruption in FIFA. And the game we love doesn't deserve this. But Ibrima Kante has a different perspective. He says Blatter has been under intense pressure from from the West and the US. And I'm not surprised about that, to be honest. Long live Mr. Blatter. 
Dan Ogega in Kenya says footballers won the battle at the right time. It would have been illogical for him to defy all the resignation calls. And all the best to Prince Ali, who lost in those elections against Sepp Blatter last week. And Usmata Sise says Sepp Blatter's been a great man in football and we will miss him. Well, tell us what you think about uh, Sepp Blatter's resignation and the FIFA crisis. You can send a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa, and that's all one word. Well, on the show last week, we asked for your comments on who you think has been the best African player in the English Premier League in the just-ended season.、Uh, from Malawi, no name here, but to saying the best player is Yaya Toure. Sylvester in the Gambia says Sadio Mane of Southampton, as he scored the fastest hat trick in the history of the Premier League.、Uh, Prince Emma in the Gambia also says Sadio Mane, and so too does Dan Ogega in Eldoret in Kenya. Well, thanks very much for those comments.、Uh, also, you can follow us on Twitter.、Uh, the address is at Planet Sport FA. So you can keep in touch with news about the program at African Football News on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. Well, away from the FIFA crisis now, the Women's World Cup begins on Saturday in Canada. There are three African teams there: that's Nigeria, Cameroon, and Ivory Coast. No African team has ever got as far as the semi-finals of this tournament. But、uh, Solomon, what are your expectations this time around? Ah,、uh, well,、uh, Steve, I think it is definitely going to be. One of the World Cups that expectations are quite high on the three teams that are going to be representing Africa, that is Nigeria, who has been there.、Uh, they are African champions. They won the Africa Women's Championship in Namibia, and、uh, they, by virtue of that, they qualified. They played against、uh, Cameroon, who also qualified. And then there is、uh, Ivory Coast, who is going into、uh, the World Cup in Canada for the first time in their history. Also for Cameroon, is going to be a first time. Nigeria traditionally has been at almost every a women's World Cup, and、uh, they have gathered experience、uh, over the years. The highest level they've reached in the World Cup for women was a quarterfinal, and、uh, which they lost in 1999. But now they are they are back. They have quite a lot of young players uh, uh, in the team、uh, playing so well. Nigeria also played in the final of the Under 20 World Cup recently. So there's been a, a, some sort of transition for the Super Falcons of Nigeria. And they have gradually、uh, turned the tide. And one key thing, though, is they're going to be in a group that is really going to be a very a strong group. The USA is in that group. Sweden is in that group, and also there is Australia.、Uh, so we hope to see. How they will make it out of that group and Cote d'Ivoire women's soccer is still very much,、uh, you know, in an amateur level in Cote d'Ivoire. So they're going to be playing against strong teams. Germany is there, who we know is a very strong、uh, team, and there is also Norway, and,、uh, and then there is Thailand in the same group with、uh, Cote d'Ivoire. Then we have Cameroon, being able to qualify, played so well,、uh, got through the back door, defeated the Black Queens of Ghana、uh, during the Africa Women's Championship, and now. They are there, a first time in their history. Though they've been playing in the Africa Women's Championship for quite a while now, but I feel Cameroon is not a team to to dismiss. Outside of Nigeria, they they also have a strong team. They're going to be playing against Ecuador、uh, in their group. So we we hope to see、uh, some fine performance from、uh, these teams, and 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 also hopefully you know get one of the African teams to be able to to get to the quarterfinals and hopefully the semifinal. 
So as you say, uh, big hopes there with Nigeria and uh, a lot of eyes will be on their striker Asisat Oshawala who plays for the Liverpool ladies in England, recently won the BBC Women's Footballer of the Year award, although she's only 20. Yes, she's only 20 and she's been playing so well. She played uh, for Nigeria under 20 uh, at the world, last World Cup where Nigeria got to the final and uh, she did so well. She won the Golden Boot in that tournament, scored a lot of goals and after then she was signed by uh, Liverpool Football Club, the women's team, and she lives in Liverpool now and plays there. But she is a very young uh a player. She is currently the Africa uh, Player of the Year when it comes to uh, women's soccer and also the BBC uh, Player of the Year, like you mentioned. A lot of uh, burden is going to be upon her. And what she knows how to do, basically, is to score goals. She scored a lot of goals during the qualifying series, that is the Africa Women's Championship. And I feel she has what it takes. She's strong. She is very quick. and uh, She has an eye for goal from, from different corners. As long as she gets those opportunities to be created, uh, for her, definitely we're going to see the goals and I hope that the defense of Nigeria would be able to make sure they do their job in, in conceding less goals or not conceding a goal in some of these matches uh, for them to be able to uh, make sure they get good results. Well, we wish the African teams all the best at the Women's World Cup. Also on right now is the FIFA Under-20 World Cup with Ghana, Nigeria, Mali and Senegal, the African teams among the 24 teams participating. Nigeria lost to Brazil in their opening game, but Ghana beat Argentina. Finally, before we go, on Saturday it's the UEFA Champions League final in Berlin in Germany as Juventus of Italy take on Barcelona of Spain. Your predictions, gents? I will go Juventus. If this game had taken place a few years ago, you'd have gone Barcelona easily. I think Barcelona are not what they were uh, and Juventus are getting stronger and I think it'll be a cracking game, but I go Juventus. For me, the final is definitely going to be an all-Barcelona final. I know Italian teams are very defensive, but I don't see Barcelona scoring less than three goals in that final. So I'll go with Barcelona. Well, for me, big respect to Juventus, but I've got to go along with Solomon and go for Barcelona. Well, that's it for the show for this week. But do tell us uh, what do you think about Sepp Blatter's resignation and the FIFA crisis. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. So you can follow us too on Twitter. The address is at Planet Sport FA. So from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams and Stuart Weir, thanks for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.